What is going on? Welcome to the Second of Strength podcast. As always, I am so grateful you're spending your valuable seconds with me. I just believe that you have the power in one second to completely change your life. The mindset, the way you approach life, everything can happen in the power of one second. And that's why I call it the One Second of Strength and, and the Second of Strength podcast. So I'm grateful you're here. I'm grateful you're spending your seconds with me. And hopefully you'll find something really valuable in this that can help you with your day, whether that you are a teenager, whether you are an adult, whether you are a mom, a dad, a business owner, whoever you are, I hope this will help you today. But Today, I want to talk a couple of things and might bounce around a little bit, but I'll try and keep it as on track as I possibly can. But um, I had this thought the other day that, um, you know, success doesn't really drive happiness. Um, it, it doesn't. And I, I learned long ago that that I needed to be careful in my life what I tied my happiness to. I found long ago, and I've talked about this in the past podcast, so I'm not going to dive into it too much, but long ago, I was in a really pretty dark um, place, frustrated with a lot of things and um, um, not in a great place. And and really what was causing that was that I had tied my success and my happiness and my value to a certain result that ultimately didn't happen. And it put me in a place where I just was ultimately unhappy. And I had to change my mindset to overcome that and really take a step back and look at my life and look at you know, where I was and what I wanted to become and um, but not tie the end result to that. Because I think if you look at it, I think we all know people in our lives that are very rich, successful, you know, on the surface, have everything. And deep down, they're not really happy. And on the alternative side, we have a lot of people in our lives that maybe you wouldn't look at them like they are the most, you know, successful, rich people in the world or whatever as the as the world would would define success for these people, but they are so completely happy. And and so I think that's just proof positive that that happiness is not driven by success, but instead happiness really comes from within. Because if you aren't happy now, why would you be happy when you have results and success? You wouldn't be. Really what it comes down to is it comes down to um, establishing within your values and your belief system and your happiness and and making it the foundation of who you are and your life so that in the future you can um, so that in the future whatever comes your way positive or negative success not success uh, you know riches whatever it may be right whatever comes your way it doesn't matter because you're already established who you are from within and i think that's the difference with with a lot of things is is are you are you building that base belief of who you are um and not allowing that to drive your happiness so but but one thought that i had is is what it comes down to is kind of defining in your life who you are goes back to your values and what do you value what do you value so who who are you internally i am a good person i am a christian i am a uh, believer in god i am somebody who does good i am somebody who looks for um 
opportunities. I am somebody who looks um, opportunistically at things. I'm somebody who is um, not pessimistic. Like those are all things and values that you can change in your mindset and going to your one second of strength. I believe that when you have negative thoughts that are outside of those values that you establish for yourself and who you are, that's when you find your one second of strength and you switch back to it, right? Maybe you need to focus more on gratitude. Maybe you need to focus more on, you know, um, positive things or change your outlook on certain things so that you're, you're in a better space. So that all happens with, with who you are. And then what do you value? Do you value time? Do you value freedom? Do you value, do you value family? Do you value growth? And all of these things start shaping your future projection of where you're going to go and what you can become. So you start with defining who you are and and what you are, and then you move into what do you value. And when you have those two things established and who you are and what you value, then you can you kind of put up guardrails in your life of where you're going to go. And then it becomes very easy later on when, you know, something comes your way, either a relationship or an opportunity or um, a, a scenario, a situation that doesn't fit into the mold of what your projection and what you believe for yourself. It's very easy to say no to that thing. I should say it's not always easy. Sometimes saying no is very difficult. However, you know internally that something is not right for you. And that's what we want to get to. We want to get to a point where we establish what's right. So the other side of this is I don't believe, and if you're a teenager, I think this is really important. And if you're an adult, I think this is really important. But I don't believe that you have to have it all figured out right now. Where you are now is not where you will always be. That's true. And who you are now may adapt and evolve over time as you grow. And so I always think about, you know, I I always get asked the question, like, how did you start speaking in schools and helping teenagers? And like, how, how did you start doing this? Because either they want to do it themselves and they have this vision for it, or they're just curious in how I did it. And, and the answer is, I don't know, like the answer is, serendipity, really. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But there's this concept in um, there's this concept called planned happenstance. And what that is, is that that there are unplanned and serendipitous events in your life um, that bring new knowledge and new opportunities into your life. And so for me, there were some certain things that fell into place in my life. One of them was probably moving back to Utah, um, you know, that that just happened that way. And then there was a couple of other things and a couple of people that came into my life that just kind of happened, like serendipity. Everything kind of came into place at the right time. And it put me on a path to to speaking in schools and helping teenagers and helping more people. And I always knew going back to who am I and what do I value? I always knew that that all of these things were important. And I always knew that I valued the opportunity to to connect with people and help improve people's lives as I improved my life. That was always a part of of who I was. And so when this, you know, the serendipitous events happened, I was already kind of in a place where where I knew. But but so. I think it's really important to know that you don't have to have it all figured out right now. And it's important to establish, you know, who you are and your values and what you value, but as it positions yourself for the future. So because I always think you you can't you can't plan life, but you can prepare for it. And I think that's a really key distinction that we have to have. And so the question, if we are going to take advantage of planned 
um, happenstance in our lives, things that are going to come in, into our path or come our way. But if we are going to take advantage of planned happenstance in our lives, then it really comes down to the behaviors and the small actions that you put in place right now to prepare yourself for that future. Long ago, I was in college and I've heard this quote many times since then, but the first time I heard it was in college, and I had this um, professor who, you know, had been this extremely successful businessman, and I don't know what he sold. He sold like fish tanks or something like that. It was kind of weird, but he made like millions and millions of dollars selling fish tanks, so I can't judge him too bad for that. But anyway, so he sold these fish tanks, and you know, people said, "Man, you're really lucky," and he he said, "No, luck is." Luck is where your opportunity meets your preparation, and that's what it is. And so when we think about planned happenstance, it's really about planning for those opportunities and being prepared for them. And I think that as I look back on my life and speaking and and helping uh, you and teenagers and everybody, it really comes down to there were a lot of things that I put in place in my life that prepared me for that moment that... I was able to to take advantage of it and and step into this step into this opportunity and so I don't know what that is for you. I don't know what your future holds. I don't know what you you know think you want to be or think you can become. I know that the sky's the limit for you. I know that you can truly become anything you want. The question is, are you are you doing those little things today? And there's really just a couple of things that that I believe that for teenagers or for adults or for anybody that you can kind of do to start preparing yourself. Again, these behaviors and these small actions that are going to prepare you for that planned happenstance or for that serendipity or that luck, if you want to call it that, when it comes your way, because you got to be ready for it. And I think the very first one is doing hard things. You got to start doing hard things right now. And I think too many people just are like, have this allergic reaction to doing difficult, challenging things. And the problem with that is that if you're not willing to do like little hard things, then why would you be able to do big hard things when they come? And I just don't think you will. So so what are you going to do now to do the hard things later? And I don't know what that is, but I mean, there's just so many little things like like waking up early, working, um, doing things that take effort, um, not scrolling on your phone all the time. I had this conversation earlier this week about um, about scrolling on the phone. And one of the reasons we do this is we, we feel stress, or we feel anxiety, and so we want to escape. We want to escape kind of the world for a minute, so we do what's easy, and we start scrolling on our phones. Well, that's, that is the easy way, but it doesn't change the fact that we've got these challenges and things that we are facing that we have to kind of fight through. And so there's, there's this thought process that taking the easy road now leads to the hard road later. Taking the easy road now leads to the hard road later. And so think about the things in your life. What are the hard things that you can force yourself to do now so that when hard things come later, you are trained in a sense to do those hard things. You are prepared and ready to do those hard things because you know what hard work looks like. You know what stepping out of that, that ease feels like. So you know you can do it later. It's it's just, it truly is training a muscle to do that hard thing. And it doesn't mean that the hard thing gets easier. It just means that it gets easier to do the hard thing. That's the difference. That's what we want to establish in our life. Because when we do that, we're preparing ourselves for the future. We're preparing ourselves for those opportunities, that planned um, happenstance that's going to come our way and will come your way. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that, that planned happenstance or serendipity or unplanned events, they will and are coming your way. 
The question is, are you ready to reach out and grab hold of them? That's the big difference. And so first one, do hard things. The second one, similar but different, is I think it's really important we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we are, so many of us are not that way. And I don't know if it's got worse with COVID. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to say that word. I'll get like banned or something. But like, I, I don't know if it got worse with that or what, but but it just get we just gotten really, really, really comfortable. I had a conversation with a girl this morning when I was getting my dog's nails clipped. Anyway, TMI. But um, anyway, she just said, yeah, my, my brother, you know, he chose not to do the hard thing. He's 30 years old, still lives with his parents, you know, and it's like, man, if he would have gotten really, and so now he's too comfortable, way too comfortable to leave. Well, the uncomfortable thing was stepping out of your comfort zone and leaving the house when you're 20, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old and pursuing college, pursuing a career, pursuing entrepreneurship, whatever it may be, right? That's the uncomfortable nature of that we need to be, that we need to be comfortable doing because, it is, and I, and I always think about this, like like comfort zones are so easy to stay in. It's just so easy. And I would ask you right now, like what are you too comfortable at? What are you staying in your comfort zone right now when you know you should find your one second of strength and step out of it? And I, I truly believe that all it takes is that one second of strength. And it does, it'll never take away the fear, but it will always take away that, that, um, that belief that you can't do it. You just have to find that one second of strength. It literally takes one second and you take that step. You find your one second of strength and you call that person. You take that one second of strength and you put in that resume. You take that one second of strength and you try out for the for the play or the sports team or whatever it is, even though it's easier and it's more comfortable to stay home, even though it's easier and more comfortable to not do those things, to not put yourself out there. Because what it is is what traps us in comfort zones too often is the anxiety that the bad things might happen. And so we just stay in our in our space where we go, well, nothing bad can happen to me if I just stay in this moment or stay in this comfort zone. And I believe the opposite is true. I think that the more we stay in our comfort zone, the, the less chance we have of being ready for anything serendipitous or anything unplanned that's going to come our way and prepare you for the future that you deserve. And I, I just believe that's true. And so you got to get really comfortable right now stepping out of your comfort zone. And I know that that is easier to say than it is to do. But as somebody who has done it so many times in my life, and I still have to push myself to do it because everybody has comfort zones. And then once you get out of your comfort zone, there's a new comfort zone. You're just expanding your level of comfort, right? But as we do that, we will get more and more comfortable with doing it. It will get easier and easier. And then at some point, we get to a point where it's not even a question of if we can leave our comfort zone. It's a question of doing it. It's a question of when we leave our comfort zone and we just get in the habit of doing it. But you have to, just like doing hard things, you have to get comfortable right now doing it. And it could be little things that you do in your life. It could be, again, just having a conversation with somebody. It could be, you know, starting a conversation with somebody at the grocery store or while you're waiting in line. Have you ever, you know, instead of scrolling your phone in an elevator, have you ever said hi to somebody? Or instead of scrolling your phone while you're pumping your your gas, have you said hi to the next person at the at the next um, gas pump? Like there's so many little ways that you can just start to expand your comfort zone so that when those serendipitous opportunities come your way, you're ready for them. 
you are so ready for them. And that's where the magic happens. Because again, I look at my life and I look at the ability and, and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the opportunities of the serendipitous events and the people that have come into my life that have put me on this path to where I am right now to that are that put me on this basically got me to this point. So I'm talking to you in your ears right now in your car or wherever you're at. Like, like there's so many little things that that got me there. And I'm so grateful for them. But all of that stems from the prior proper planning that I did, the preparation that I did earlier in doing hard things, in getting out of my comfort zone, establishing my values, establishing what's important to me and who I wanted to become. And all of those things shape you at one point so that you can become that person in the next in the next point and be ready for those opportunities. And I'll tell you now, it doesn't matter if you're a teenager, this will work for you. And I will tell you now, it doesn't matter if you're 25 years old, it will work for you. Or if you are 40 years old or 50 years old and you are feeling too comfortable, this will work for you. It will always work. And it doesn't matter your age. You're not too old. It's not too late. It's not too early. You can do it, but you got to choose to do it. And I always believe that it just takes that one second of strength to start doing these things. And that's why I have it. The one second of strength is the opportunity to hack your brain in any given moment to choose the appropriate response, to choose the hard thing, even though it's easier to do the easy thing. Because I just believe it's true that if we are too often choosing the easy thing in life, then at some point life is going to get really hard and we won't be prepared for that planned happenstance, those moments that can change our life if we're ready for that opportunity. Because just like my professor said when I was in college, you know, luck is where preparation preparation meets your opportunity. And that's the difference between the people who really take hold of planned happenstance and become that person that they, they can become, even though that may not be in your wheelhouse or defined right now. So, Thank you so much for listening today. Um, I hope it helped. Um, Share it with someone if it helped you. Um, It helps me if you share it. It also helps me if you leave a review. Um, So if you could just take, you know, 15 seconds, go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, leave a five-star review or rating and then a a review. It really helps me. Um, But wherever you are, thank you so much. And as always, I'll leave you the way I always do. Go find your one second of strength and be happy.